what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are. We disagree. Okay, moving on, moving on. Well, we'll make it pop. Hey everybody, welcome to Chick Chat, another fabulous episode heading your way with Jeanette and Mary Margaret. We are so glad uh, you have tuned back in, I guess, if we haven't uh, ticked you off enough on any of our topics. I guess you are back and ready to listen to some more, so we appreciate that. We are here on TheMesh.TV where there's lots of podcast options for you and anyone else in your family, I bet you can find something that you like on the mesh. So please go check that out. Um, Hey, Jeanette, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. We are once again doing our famous cross-country remote podcast recording. Yes. It's very exciting. It is. I mean, it's weird because we're in different time zones. Yeah. So... I, I find myself like, I have to be very careful now in this time zone about checking social media because you have seen things on TV before I do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I had this long conversation with my husband the other night because I told him, I was like, oh, it's like seven o'clock here. I'm in the Pacific time zone. And um, I said, seven o'clock here. I was like, I better not check social media right now because people are going to start posting about Big Brother. And he was like, doesn't matter. They haven't seen it yet either. You know, and I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. And we had this long drawn out discussion about how, yes, like, like when it comes to football, yes, Mm -hmm. we're going to watch football at the same time because that's a live game that happens. We right. just watch it like in the morning now, <laughs> which is weird, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but nighttime games, I'm not that upset about. That's true. Monday night football is not a big deal. That's for right. For a work day the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, but when it's like a TV show that comes on and they say like eight, seven central, you know, yeah, eight o'clock means eight o'clock everywhere except for central time zone, which means it's seven o'clock, but it's always eight o'clock, whatever your time is. Yes. So it's oddly funny how even as grown adults, we struggle with this out here. <laughs> <laughs> except for people who've probably been out there forever. They're like, absolutely. The deal? <laughs> they all get it now, but I'm still green to this. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's funny is I always, I, I used to live in St. Louis as well. And in St. Louis, it is like, uh, I was there during the whole must see TV yeah. rage of stuff. And like friends came on at seven o'clock. Yeah. Which that kind of sucked. It did. And I think that's when I have to travel to the central time zone, which I do more frequently than I <laughs> ever yeah. have, but, but yeah, it's quite often. I'm like, okay, at seven o'clock and go grab a bite to eat and come back and watch my shows. I'm like, oh no, wait, they've already started. Yeah. And they're over at 10 and I'm going, um, I guess I'll go to bed. 
right now. <laughs> now, you grew up in Ohio. Which time zone is that? Eastern. It is Eastern. Okay. It is Eastern, yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, this is an adjustment now, but we're getting there. And it's funny how quickly I just do that three hour math in my head all day long. Like I'm constantly thinking, oh, wait, I need to make this call. Nope, probably not. Those people have been asleep for three hours. You know, that's well, what I have to think funny about. Is I think the same thing, like when I'm thinking about texting you, like it'll be nine <laughs> o'clock and I'll be like, oh, I better not send her a text at like <laughs> five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, not everybody's picked up on that yet. Let me yeah. just pass that along. It's, yeah. you know, but I, I get that. That's part of it. Um, but Are yeah, it's funny. It it's like, do what? Are you used to it yet? I mean, my body's adjusted to the time zone, definitely, yeah. but it it is something I'm still constantly thinking about because of clients and work stuff yeah. that I have. And then friends, you know, obviously if you're like texting a friend or something, I just have to be very aware of it. And so I'm constantly like, like I said, in my head saying three hours difference. I'm, I'm doing math all day right. long, which I could be like, you're texting someone at one in the morning, their time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're texting you at like four and five o'clock in the morning. Yes, and it's weird. And like, even the other day, somebody's um, posts on Facebook were about um, their wedding. Like they had gotten married that day or they had been at a wedding or something that day. And, and then they're posting it. And it was like 9am or something I was seeing here. And I'm like, what? I was like, I knew they were getting married today, but good gravy. But it was actually, they had like a little afternoon wedding or something. I don't remember when I saw it, but whatever it was, I was like, gosh, this is, I just have to remember that, you know? So anyway, it is, it is, it is something, but I'm, I'm getting there, getting there <laughs> and I'm getting used to my television, um, hours and stuff. And like I said, even the hours are fine, but I'm constantly seeing online stuff. People are posting like, unfortunately, I know, and I don't want to talk about it. I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Garbage. I think I saw the first episode. It's garbage, but I can't yeah. stop. And the funny so, thing is I watch this. I don't know who half the people are because you know how I am about the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. Like, well, they all blur together. They yeah. all blur together. It and doesn't like, matter. I feel like they should date outside their social zone. <laughs> They all know everybody each other. on the bachelor bachelor date each other. Like, I well, don't they know. all know each other. They go to stagecoach and whatever all together and, and hang out. And now that's the problem they're having on bachelor in paradise right now is that they, um, all these people have already hooked up outside of the show. Yeah. It's gross. It's dumb. Anyway, I, like I said, I don't want to talk about that show because it makes me I mad. I to contribute. Okay, good. <laughs> but there is somebody on Facebook, I mean, excuse me, on Instagram that I followed that hosts a podcast and it's all things Bachelor related, but they do a lot of other like um, entertainment memes and different stuff. So I enjoy their content, but they start posting about Bachelor in Paradise, like they're watching it as it as it happens. And so I can't even look at their Instagram stories. I have to like swipe through them because I don't want to be at least spoiled no matter how much I despise the show. Yeah. So anyway, I am not like you. I don't always want to know the spoilers because that does matter to me. Yeah, but, you know me. I'll watch I it. I know. You're like, yeah, tell, tell me. I'll watch stuff. it anyway. Okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to skim through it. I'm afraid I'll fall asleep or something. I will tell you, I accidentally, because I had every intention of going 
and watching the finale and actually going back and watching some of the seasons and episodes I'd missed with Jane the Virgin. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize something was going to happen at the series finale. And I was just reading this article. And it that was I would say that was the only time I was like, oh, shucks. I wish I hadn't known that. You wish you hadn't known it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually haven't watched the finale of that. I need to do that. It's on Netflix now. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's get to it. So I have a couple different shows that I want to talk about today and, and other stuff, but I want to talk about how things have happened on some of these shows and it's now bouncing out into real life. And I want to know your opinion on these things. Okay. Okay. So big brother up first. Yeah. So big brother None of us, and I I speak for all of us, meaning Moose as well, over in the Mesh Studios. um, None of us have been happy with this season. We don't like anybody. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but you can speak for me. And I actually haven't talked to anybody or met anybody who said they absolutely love this season. Yes. (laughs) It's like a dud. I I just, I was over it like week three. they, they, They all have played they've all played like they came in with like a, um, I don't know, like a plan that they were going to do. And they're kind right. of trying to play like different pieces of other seasons. I wish they would just play normal. Like, I don't know. I feel like they're all trying so hard that it's ridiculous. I would, I mean, I know we always say there's things they could do to make the show more interesting because it's kind of the same thing over and over again and people come in with these ideas they're all models now like the first two or three seasons I felt like there was maybe one or two wannabe actors in there but the rest were like real people yes same with Survivor but like I would almost at this point love it if the people that came on to Big Brother didn't know they were coming on Big Brother they just thought they were going on to some other new reality show yes and when it was all said and done, it's, uh, well, just kidding. You're on big brother. That's kind of cool. I like that idea. Because then you, you can't come in the game with, I'm going to make this alliance. I'm going to do this. And there's well, no yeah, super they, fans. They do that. Um, when it comes to casting, um, they actually, from some stuff I've seen and read and whatnot is, um, they do dual casting a lot of times for things like survivor, amazing race, big brother. Okay. Um, because, and the, the reason I know this is, um, Cody Remember Cody of Cody and Jessica. Yeah. Uh, what couple seasons ago, I guess he actually was like, went to the open call auditions at like Ruby Tuesdays or whatever okay. for uh, survivor. Okay. And then got pulled over to Big Brother and they had him start the process for that. And then, of course, he and Jess went on Amazing Race, which, you know, was more in that that same fold. So, you know, they do that. I think it'd be kind of cool to like whoever's at that audition, you just pull people that you like and then just chop them up into three groups and basically shoot them through a a door that they don't know which side they're going in. Right. Which one? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, they walk through one and they're in the big brother house. They walk through another and they're like going with Jeff Probst to the jungle or something. It it could be pretty cool. I feel like, but that's a good idea. Um, So something happened this past week on 
big brother that I wanted to discuss. Okay. You've been watching it for a really long time. You've been watching it longer than I have, but we both had enough under our belt to realize, I believe this was the first time this happened. So, um, or to the extent that it happened, I guess this week, Jack was evicted from the big brother house. Um, Jack is the one who looks like Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was pretty exciting. I felt not exciting, but it was pretty, um, packed of a little bit of action there for a while with the whole six shooters Alliance kind of blowing up in front of everybody's face and really them not caring that they talked out loud or anything and told their plans and all that stuff. Jack got caught in some crossfire on it. He then gets kind of screwed over on some other things. Anyway, he gets evicted. He gets outside the house and Julie Chen Moonves, um, typically does the (laughs) (laughs) Julie Chen Moonves. She, she, uh, generally for those who aren't as familiar, usually does a exit interview, if you will. Um, who are you still pulling for? Here's your goodbye messages from people. Uh, what do you think went wrong? Who are you going to keep in touch with? Yada, yada, yada. Instead, this time she drills him about racial slurs that were said supposedly, or people assumed they were racial slurs. If you Uh were, you know, if you, if you were watching live feeds, you probably saw it, but they didn't necessarily put it on TV. We actually talked about it in our last episode where he talked about, um, uh, what was it? The Asian one was, um, not Jessica, Something about it was something about, oh, rice. about the rice, yes, yes. So, anyway, we talked through that, yada yada. But she spent the entire interview basically talking about that and calling him out on things that he said and replaying video. Okay, I don't recall this happening at least in the last handful of seasons where there have been plenty of times that people have said things that America did not approve of. Um, meaning the viewers, but it's usually not addressed immediately. It's usually something handled like after they've been evicted, they go out and then it can be talked about amongst them. And Jack's going into jury. So he kind of knows that this going into it. Um, Anyway, what were your thoughts on how Julie Chen Moonves handled his eviction And then I have a follow-up for you. Well, I think there's two things. So I think maybe it was more personal to her because of the type of racial slur it was and her being Asian. Um, Not saying that had it been another race that she wouldn't have confronted it because I think she always has. She always does do a good job of bringing it up. Um, There was, I want to say, what, what season was Mike Boogie? Was that like season two yeah yeah two-ish okay his first time so there was someone on there do you remember krista the one he proposed to yes okay she before that incident there was another guy in the house who at some point held a neck to her throat Hmm. and i don't think i can't remember if it was a dress he was ultimately kicked out of the house okay it wasn't like in a militia I know it sounds horrible. It wasn't being done in a malicious way. They were fooling around in the kitchen and he picked up a knife and she laughed 
But then later when everyone else brought it to attention, she was kind of like, oh my gosh, maybe that was a little out of line. Right. You, know, when people, when you don't think of things in the moment. And then of later, course. Say, no, it was, it really did cross the line. So that was discussed. He was ultimately escorted out of the house. But um, I might, I think that might've been the only time. And I think, I think with today's climate, it had to be addressed. She didn't have a choice. Right. Um, why do you so think point, goodbye it, messages weren't important? Yeah. But why do you think um, this time they chose to show clips and kind of only focus on that? Because typically if it's brought up, they really do kind of maybe skim over it and then say, okay, we're going to talk to you more about this, you know, in the extended interview or whatever. But like, what do you think made this one different? I don't know. Maybe it was just making him own it, making him take ownership, not say, no, I didn't say it that way or I didn't mean it that yeah. way. Really bringing it to it. Like, this is what you said. Yeah. And maybe he didn't realize the way he was saying right. it. Maybe he did. I don't know. He may have been trying to be insulting and mean and, but. Well, you and know, you know, and there was even. It, and it was hurtful. Well, and even what, um, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't. I wonder if maybe it's not, it didn't run me wrong because I do think he should own up to whatever has been said that can be addressed. I have no problem with it being addressed. What I maybe didn't like was not bringing that up with Bella, who it was in regards to. Right. Um, Because Jack then says at the interview part of it he kind of says okay well I'm glad I have an opportunity to explain this he was like you know what what happened earlier in the day whenever we were all sitting around talking about something other blah 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 there was some sort of joke about rice pudding and that's what got brought up later and he said and unfortunately it was during the time that we had talked about um Bella anyway it's like one of these like okay well then let's see that clip or let's talk to Bella about it or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because right now it's just being like, Jack, why'd you say that at that exact moment? Instead of maybe Bella was like, maybe Bella could have said, oh my gosh, that's funny because we were just talking about rice pudding earlier that day or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It just seems weird that like that wasn't even addressed with Bella, but they're going to drill Jack on it. Yeah, um, and, and I think they faced some backlash this year just because the first three evicted house guests were people of color. That's right. And Jack kind of had a hand in each one of them. So yes. the first guy yes. didn't even get a chance to play. It was like first night Jack won that power, or not Jack, but Jack's son. Jack's son, yeah. <laughs> won that power. And Jack was still in his ear even then saying, I think it should be this guy. And then out of That's nowhere, right. when, when she wasn't even on anybody's radar, it was said that Kiyomi was the cancer of the house. That's right. And he, you know, kept kept that up and said, oh, yeah, well, then maybe we should evict her. She's yeah. this. And then, again, the Omi guy, he wasn't on anybody's radar. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, how about him? Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's kind of like, what are you doing, Jack? Like, it yeah, doesn't no, look good. good. Whether or not you're trying to make it do that, it does not look good. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point. So here's here's where we stray off. <laughs> so have you heard about the live feeders and the fans, if you will, that are backlashing on social media at Julie Chen for using a racial slur during her interview with Jack? I heard rumblings. I haven't heard it like 
read the complete thing or I didn't even hear it. I didn't, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't watching when that happened. So they, people are, are kind of speaking out because she used uh, the term jip, jip you out of yada, yada, whatever it may be. Uh, okay. It was, we didn't jip you out of goodbye videos is what she oh, okay. Said. And, you know, some people I feel like maybe don't realize this, but Jip is supposed to be a shortened form of gypsy, mm-hmm. which in recent years we've learned is derogatory. Um, just, you know, some people would use the word gypsy as more of a free spirit, someone who moves around a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But really, I guess it's supposed to be um, a term more for cheat or swindle. So like, that's the way she was using it. We didn't cheat you out of okay. goodbye be- messages, but she used the word jip. So now people are like, oh, hey, while you were drilling Jack about his racial slur, you said jip. <laughs> um, yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So in in real life, you know, do you think... Um, well, I mean, obviously you signed on to be on this show. You know that whatever you say for 24 hours a day is recorded somewhere by some camera in Big Brother. Um, and they have the ability to play it back. So you're busted on anything, clearly, yeah. whether you meant it or not. Right. Um, what about the host of the show? You know, I mean, how I mean, people are people, you know, I mean, here we are ragging on Jack for what he said or did or acted or whatnot. And then now they're saying, you know, Julie Chen Moonves is putting this slur out there as well. How are we supposed to ever really enjoy these shows if right. this stuff still keeps happening? I don't know. Cause until you said it, I was like, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what it's, Oh yeah. That's what it's for. It, right. It's just becoming one of those things where, She's probably always used it. Just like I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I've used it. You know, to not cheat, even realizing to cheat something. Yeah, I've never even realized even, that it was a shortened version of something. I was just well, like, that's the word I've heard. That's what I use. Absolutely, and I also think of it as spelled J I P. I was thinking the same thing. Like yeah. J I P. What is that short for? Like, but but it. I was like, oh yeah. People okay. said that it's technically the the roots of where it came from was G Y P. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of those. I mean, do you give her a pass? Say, oh, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, because obviously she did not. Right. But it's one of those things like, do we have to go back in our language and figure out everything that could possibly be offensive? Other than the obvious big ones <laughs> you know, right? Like, that we need yes. to steer clear from. Got it. Um, things that you just grew up that were slang in the 70s or, you know, or that would be offensive now, not saying that we can't evolve in our language. We definitely should be evolving in our language. Yeah. But at the same time, it takes a thoughtful person who speaks slowly and clearly and thinks every single time before they speak to never falter. That's right. We're all going to falter at some point, not maliciously, but just in the course of saying something and then you say it and be like, I didn't mean it that way. Right. You know, and I guess it's just, coming from knowing the person's heart. And even if it's a stranger, like, did they say it in a derogatory way? Or was it one of those things like, oh my gosh, I just messed up. I really didn't mean any offense by that. Right. I don't yeah. know. It's a, it's a fine line. And I, you know, 
never want to say, you know, just give them a pass. Cause you know, I mean, it could hurt. I mean, I'm one of those people, like it, if it hurts somebody, yeah. you can't really give them a pass. So. I know. But then we have these shows on TV, my big fat, fabulous gypsy wedding. That's right. They're calling themselves gypsies. So I'm like, I didn't realize it was a derogatory term. That's right. Know, so, yeah, I think that's, um, and unfortunately, I mean, just, you know, when it does offend somebody, yeah, then it becomes offensive. Right. right? Who am I to tell you not to be offended by something that's that right. I said? That's right. Exactly. So, you know, I, I by no means ever want to say derogatory terms. To right. I just don't want to. Right. So I know that I would have said these things at some point without knowing it. Right. Like, I feel like everybody just sort of doesn't mean to do it sometimes. I mean, not everybody doesn't mean some people do mean it, but (laughs) um, if I'm saying something, I would hope that there are people that either a would give me a chance to explain in what context I was speaking on or two, accept my apology. Right. And help me learn from it. Right. And so, right. I think like, you know, in my own mind, I kind of realize when I'm watching something like a big brother where I'm well aware that these people are being watched 24 hours a day as well. So there's a reason I'm not on big brother. I don't want somebody watching me 24 hours a day. So, right. So if, you know, I kind of feel like I'm not giving them a pass but I also realize the situation they are in is different than my everyday life. Right. Um, right. And, and so it, it is a, a very fine line of what I draw. I don't want someone being blatantly derogatory, but also if I'm not in that conversation and don't know what the context was, then who am I to say that it's as offensive as everybody else says? I don't know. Um, right, but right. like with the Julie Chen Moonves thing, like, I don't believe that she was trying to be derogatory. So therefore I don't blame her necessary, necessarily. I hope she maybe just says, Oh my gosh, my bad. She should I'm apologize. So sorry. Exactly. Like just maybe say, I'm yeah. so sorry. I did not mean that this way clearly, but thank you for bringing it to my attention. I'll make better choices about how I use that term later. Right. I guess that's all we can really expect. Here's something I do need to discuss about not um, behaving blatantly. This is, or this is about behaving blatantly. This is about behaving with evil in mind. And that brings us up to Shepherd Road (coughs) of Southern Charm. Jeanette, are you caught up on this season and the most recent season yes. finale of one of my favorite shows, Southern Charm. It's 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 amazing. Yes, I love. Yes, I'm caught up. Okay, so can't wait for next week's reunion. Oh my gosh, me too. All right, so we have seen a lot this season on Southern Charm. Um, it started out a little snoozer. I kind of thought it was kind of sleepy at first, but it got bad. So the entire season for just a quick little touch on a couple topics, Austin, who um, 
is, you know, best buddies with the guys, Shep and Craig and whatnot. Um, and Shep and Austin have always been really tight buddies. Um, I thought I enjoyed them on the show. I don't know. Um, together. Now, <laughs> when uh, Austin recently has been dating a lady named Madison who is divorced with a child. Um, she mm-hmm. is a hairdresser in Charleston. She's known a lot of the gang for a while. Austin has begun dating her. He basically tells us at the beginning of the season that, or at the end of last season, even, you know, he's in love. He loves her. He's smitten. He wants to be with her. Then we find out that Austin had a slip up with <laughs> a, uh, uh, very publicly promoted threesome, if you will. Yeah. Um, two ladies found in his apartment by Madison, his love, who came over that morning to maybe just bring him coffee or something. We don't know. But she shows up at his house early in the morning and finds two women in there, one on the couch, one in the bed. And they uh, proceed to video tape it because they think this woman's going crazy coming in screaming so they video it and then they release it and bravo shows it at least 15 times every episode so many times so many times um and unfortunately you don't even see that much in this video like i i keep thinking they're gonna show me more and more like extended stuff but really it's just austin freaking out that madison came in and saw this (laughs) Um, yeah. So anyway, they break up Madison at that time, apparently goes out and sows her oats a little bit too, while they were broken up. Then they try to get back together and they're back and forth off and on for a while. That's fine. That's normal life. That's a lot of times what people do is they sometimes break up, sometimes get back together, whatever. I don't care. So in comes Shep, who is Austin's best friend. And he, for some reason, does not like Madison, does not like her at all, has, quote, called her white trash. All around Charleston has called her white trash. Um, And he has done everything in his power to not let Austin and Madison get back together. He's had interventions with Austin. He has taken Austin on road trips. He has, you know said nasty things about Madison, everything. And he is, uh, he's kind of bitter. And, and what I don't know is why I'm not sure why he does not like Madison as much as he does not like Madison. I have my suspicions, but I don't know why in the season finale, as most season finales of Southern charm, Patricia is throwing her annual ball. And this is the big party. Um, they are spending the last, uh, episode really getting ready for the party. They're all getting dolled up. It's going to be a lovely evening. Patricia has gone all out and Austin and Madison are giving it a go and they are really invested in each other and they are going together. But prior to the ball, Austin finds out that Shep is bringing a date And it happens to be one of the ladies from his threesome video. He has also letting Craig 
bring the other lady from the threesome video. That means Shep and Craig will be at the ball with the two ladies found in Austin's house while Austin is at the ball with Madison. He catches wind of it. He calls Madison to give her a heads up. Madison's pissed, obviously. Um, <laughs> they're all very surprised that this is happening, but um, but it does. It just happens, and they show up, and now um, anger ensues. I want to know your thoughts, Jeanette, on Shep and the background for doing this and then what you feel like um, was right or wrong, which side and who do you support on this? Um, so, I mean, I like you have my suspicions for why, why Shep doesn't like Madison. I can't figure out if it's because he liked her first and she's with Austin kind of the same way it was with Chelsea. Same thing. Exact same Um, thing. I can't figure out if he feels like she's beneath them because of where, because I I don't think that's it, but um, I do think he takes issue with the whole tit for tat thing with I cheat, you cheat. So I'm going to cheat. Okay. Now let's get back together. You cheat. I cheat. Now let's get back together. But I really don't think he cares that much to end the friendship. Agreed. I don't understand why he's, it's such a big deal to him to end his friendship with Austin. Like, I don't understand why that to him is an either or like, why are we making these decisions? Why, do, why does that warrant losing a friend over? I mean, maybe dates, right. I've known plenty of people that I don't like who they're with. And honestly, we just usually try not to hang out with. Well, both of which them. makes me think there's something more that we don't know. Yeah. They're not going to bring up on the show. Yeah, that's the only thing it could be because they both dated people that neither one of them cared about before. That's right. So there has to be something more to this than what we're hearing on the show. I just don't believe it's that surface level because if that that's that surface, he was never your friend to begin with. Absolutely. Now, the whole <laughs> Patricia party situation of the dates, again, I feel like there's more to the story or has to be. Yeah. But it was completely wrong on Shep's part. Totally wrong. It was not the place. It was a formal place. These women came in not looking like they even belonged there. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that just because of, of their looks. I'm saying it because the way they came in acting. That's right. Um, they were dressed appropriately. Obviously, it was a cocktail party. Everyone was dressed the same. Yes. Just the way they were acting for the type of event that it was. Even Shep, like, I was disappointed in the way he was acting. Should he have done it? No. Mm-hmm. Do I understand why he did it? No. Yeah. Um, whether you're friends with him anymore down the road or not, why would you want to hurt someone in that way? And why use that environment in front of all your friends to do it? And a couple of his friends called him out on it. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't like Madison or Austin, that's just a mean thing to do to someone. It, you know what's you're doing it because you know the reaction it's going to get. That's right. So again, I think there's obviously, and hopefully they'll get to this at the reunion, but there's has to be more to this story than just, I don't like you with Madison. Um, and what Madison said at the lodge about Shep and Danny, but yeah. there has to be more to it. I just, 
I cannot believe that this is that, 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 that big of a deal. Yeah. It's that big of a deal that you care so much about who Austin dates that much that you're going to end a friendship and embarrass him on national TV. And I feel like there's a little bit of the fact that it's only spawned larger and larger because it's Shep. Like, I feel like maybe he kind of made a note at first, like, I don't really care for Madison or whatever, right? Whatever reason it may be, whether it's because he actually was kind of turned down by her when pursuing her, or if he just genuinely just didn't like the person. Sometimes you don't mesh with somebody and that's fine. So maybe if he just genuinely didn't like her, but the fact that Madison kind of came back at him. Yeah. And, and said, you know, she kind of stood her ground, if that makes sense. I think that's the only person that's really does that to Shep a lot. Um, And for him to almost, I think he probably got his feelings hurt that like, oh, wait, like, here's this strong person that's going to come back at me and screw this. Like, I don't. I don't like her. And now Austin's going to be just like her or Austin's going to be with her all the time. So yeah. I don't want Cameron that to do that sometimes. I mean, Cameron does that more than anybody. And I think, I think Cameron's got such a big sister role yeah. to all of them that they don't think of her like that. She's never been an option for somebody, <laughs> right? You know, she's, she's all never about been, Jason. Yeah, that's right. She's never been one that was going to, date any of those guys even really before she got married, you know? Um, and so she's, I, I don't think she's like that, but maybe Madison has a tiny bit more of a reputation. Okay. Um, then, then Cameron does. Um, but Madison's pretty harsh when she says things Yeah. back to people, whereas Cameron's a little more like Southern bless your heart type stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, she even was like that in this final episode, Cameron pulled Shep out and was like, Shep, seriously, like, why did you do this? And he said, you know, come on, don't you see the humor in it? And she's like, well, sure. I see the humor in it, but doesn't mean that it's okay. You know, she's like, it was still pretty bad. And I think Shep realizes that he would get called out by a lot of these people that he maybe thought would blow it off and laugh. Um, You know, even the girls, like even Catherine and stuff were kind of like, dude, that's, that's pretty low, you know, like, okay. Yeah. Austin (laughs) had this quote unquote threesome. We don't know all the details or whatever. And yeah, he's had that splashed all over the TV now. Like (laughs) everybody knows about it. Right. So let's, you know, maybe that was dumb of you, Shep. So I'm just not real um, positive why he thought it would be okay. And you know what? Craig got sucked into it and he saw his wrongdoings, if you will. You know, at the very end of the episode, he's sitting up on the stairs like, and he said, I'm hiding, you know, like (laughs) he doesn't want to be connected now with it. And he realizes it was just a hurtful thing. It wasn't because he was getting set up on a blind date or because Shep maybe really liked this girl. Like, they were doing it to get back at Austin. And that's what I don't get. What are you getting back at him for? You weren't dating him during that tape getting released. You weren't there 
your name was not slandered in any way from this tape. So why are you taking this out on Austin? Like if anybody's going to do that, it needs to be Madison doing something right. Like she was the one that was affected by it. And then the ladies of the group even went and talked to the two girls and were (laughs) like, so did you guys hook up with Austin? And they said, no. Yeah, I don't believe that. (laughs) I don't believe it, but you've just now said it on national television. So you're going to have to own up to it. I mean, the simple fact is, you know, they sort of cleared Austin on that. And obviously Madison. But he doesn't get a pass. They were still there and Madison showed up. She's allowed to believe whatever she wants to believe. That's exactly right. Now, been there. And Madison's moved on. Should have been there. Yeah. Yep. And Madison's moved on now. So, really, it's the ball was in Madison's court. You know, she moved on, and they have decided to give it a go. And Cameron said that to Shep. She was like, "Clearly, they are trying to have a go at it, and they're happy. Like, you're not, you're not doing anything. You know, like, why is this?" so important to you and I just feel like he's not owning up to something I'm dying to know the I truth need to, I, mean, I don't need to know but I, I just have to. I need to know I need to know what Shep there's gotta be something was else. doing there's got to be something else to it yeah it was um uh I don't know if you watch watch what happens live um not all the time but I, did, right. I wanted to see when Austin was on there but I didn't get to so I watched it with Austin on which came on right after the show uh-huh. um and the bartender in the back was Austin's sister. Okay. And so, you know, Austin was basically like the the whole tape thing. I mean, you know, his sister's back there like covering her ears. She's so tired of hearing about it and stuff. And um, but he did make the point. He said, like, yeah, people are, you know, he doesn't know why Shep is like this. Um, but he knows that there's a lot of people that have come to him with possible reasons. And he really does feel like he said that it was like, um, it was like Shep saw Austin playing with a toy and Shep didn't want that toy at first, but now that Austin has it, he wants to play with that toy. So he, you know, it's just like the kids, uh, a kid metaphor. It's a shiny new toy. And that's the thing. Andy even said that he was like, so he goes to this extent. Yeah. It's you know, more than that. Extreme. Um, Which Whitney makes Cummings, me think, was there not some type of relationship between Shep and Madison before that nobody but them knows about and that he's yeah. just not willing to share? Yeah. Something. Gotta be something. I'm making it up, but I'm just saying that it, it, it's, he's too involved and too upset and ready to call it this friendship for the pettiest of reasons. Like, it blows my mind that he is, he's okay to be done with Austin over this. So either like, Austin has done something. Yep. Or Madison has done something. And, and that's knows. what I don't get. Like, but it's, it's, I can't decide who his beefs with because he's ruining his friendship with Austin, but he claims it's because of Madison, like him not liking Madison. So technically you're hurting your friend because you don't like, because you have beef with her. Nobody liked, liked um, Ashley last year and no one said, we're not going to be friends with you anymore. That's right. That's right. She was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess I feel like Shep's just gotten a little too big for his britches. And I always liked Shep. I've always liked Shep. 
Yeah. But I feel like some of the things he said this season have been pretty nasty. Like, you know, of course the white trash hairdresser thing. And he's even referred to it after the fact, after, you know, saying that apologizing to her, but he's kind of said it again. He even was joking with Chelsea getting his haircut saying, you know, she could never fit into my life. Yeah. Like she couldn't keep up with my lifestyle and yeah. all this stuff. Mom's meatloaf. Yeah. That's right. And it's just, I don't know. He's just gotten a little much, you know, when he talks about like, oh yeah, I just hang out with girls to get him home for the evening or whatever, you know, like we don't hang out during the day or whatever it is. And it's yeah. just, I don't know, like he's losing a little bit of shine for me. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens at the reunion and what he says. Cause now did Austin say that he's still with Madison? He, um, Andy asked him, he's like, are you still with Madison? And he said, well, it's a little complicated. He's like, because of course the reunion and that's how he put it. So it's like, so there's something there. I feel like there's something when it comes up at the reunion that like just puts kind of a rift between them, which happens at like every reunion. I feel like whether it's just friends or whether it's actual. So you think Shep comes out with the real reason what's going on? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait though. Did, did Andy say anything when he said that? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, he just kind of moved on and was like, okay, like that. <sighs> I don't know. Um, There was obviously other drama this season on Southern Charm, but I really, this was that, that final episode kind of blew my mind that Shep went through with that in the way that he did really did. Um, You know, I mean, look at how much drama they've had with Catherine over the years and where people really hated her. And for goodness sake, Whitney and, Catherine are like friends and hugging and making like being nice to each other at the end of this episode you know and the Whitney Catherine moment at the end of of the last episode I liked because I couldn't for the life of me figure out what his issue was same but I got it and I hope that Catherine got it too he's basically saying has some decorum yeah have to share everything I was trying to protect myself and you yeah, you know, there's some things that should he she was like, but well, it was already out there. And he was like, it's fine if it's out there. You don't have to. Confirm. Why do we have to keep talking about it? Why, do keep ta- why, do you, why does it matter if I say it? She's like, yeah. well, you, you know, you embarrassed me and made me mad because you I said it. And I think what he was trying to say without saying it because it was a cocktail party mm-hmm. is you don't have to be so forthcoming with everything that you do in your life. If your friends ask, it's fine. But not everything's for TV. Yeah. But everything's for your friends. If we had a moment or a few moments together, you know, Whitney's older. He's in his fifties, yeah. I think. So yeah. he's just basically saying it's okay to just be like, Hey, you know, Whit and I are friends. I know yeah. that that rumor's out there, but you know, we're, we're friends and we, yeah. we have a good time together and that you yeah. can leave it at that and That's let people fun. imagine Absolutely. what they want. You don't have to confirm or deny. And I appreciated him giving it to her that way. And saying, I like Hunter. I think he's a good guy. I agree. And I, I, I only wish he would have done it a little sooner. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, Whitney's not around as much anymore these days, but maybe in Colorado, uh, when they all went and whenever the guys called him out on it that night, Craig got upset with him Yeah, and Whitney actually went to go find Catherine. Yeah. 
maybe if she wouldn't have said, just go away, I don't want to talk to you. And he kind of turned around and left. Yeah. Maybe he would have actually told her then, you know, yeah. but he, you know, he probably did the right thing at that point. Like, let's not feel the fire anymore. Right. So much leave. Going on I'm going to leave. And he even right. told Craig, which I agree with. I'm glad someone said, Craig, it's not a, your, none of your business. Right. Why do you care so much? That's right. Um, I, I feel I, like Craig keeps a lot of st- fire stoked. In that Craig loves, group. Craig loves being he the middle the man. Drama. I, mean, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I've always, I've never really had a problem with Whitney. I've always yeah, kind of liked him, you know, I mean, yeah, I think he kind of comes from a, a little bit different lifestyle, even to those people that grew up in Charleston, you know, he, he comes from a very cultured and rich lifestyle and, um, and he handles things differently and good for him. You know, I, I've never really had a problem with him, but I too appreciated that scene with them at the end. I'm glad that he alluded to, yeah. Hey, here's what's happening. Cause that did kind of bother me a little bit. Like sometimes like Whitney don't play into this, like just, just at least say, Hey, yeah, we hung out, but that's it guys. That's our business. That's, that's you all know? you're getting. Yeah. That's, that's what I wish he maybe would have done earlier, yeah. but um, instead he was just like, instead just kind of like, Oh, yeah, you as know, as he do it bothered her. I mean, she's showing people text messages and things. That's and I mean, right. Like, she felt like he was denying her when he, and I don't think he got that. I don't think he got that Agreed. she was feeling like a secret, like it was something that he was ashamed of. Yeah. And I don't think that was the case at all. I think it was just more of, hey, you know. Yeah. She's just, just all hang out with my mom. <laughs> we yeah. don't really share everything with this, everybody. I'm, I'm a producer of this show. Let's. Yeah. Let's go easy on me. Yeah. You're right. Um, so yeah. And other than that, you know, I mean, I thought everybody had a pretty good season, simple and whatnot. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Danny. Um, I don't believe for a minute that she did not have chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the fence with that one. I'm just, I don't know that I've ever said chlamydia on chick chat before, but I have now. So but that's I, a thing. Like, and I think that might be one of the things with Austin and Shep. Austin doesn't respect friendship th- things. Yeah. Like you don't have to share if it doesn't affect your life and your your mate's life. Yeah. If it's just something that you're sharing to be a gossip, you don't have to talk about me. Yeah. Like there's some girlfriend things that I don't necessarily share with my husband. Absolutely. Between friends, it's not gonna affect his life if I tell him or I don't tell him. And frankly, he doesn't care. That's right. <laughs> That's like, and, and honestly though, think about it. Shep was the one that told Austin. Right. So, Hey, Shep, shut your mouth too. You know, yeah. like why would you go telling anybody? Unless he was testing Austin. Maybe, but they brought it up on what, what watch what happens live. Somebody wrote in a question and said, Hey, Austin, why did you even tell Madison about it? You know, like, why did you even tell him or tell her your secrets? And Austin was like, look, I've been asked that so many times by people. He was like, and honestly, he said, I shouldn't have, you know, he's like, I've said that on the show. I should have never told her his Shep's secret is the way he said it. He's like, but honestly, he's like, whenever you're in a relationship and I thought that everything was really good with us and that I'm just enamored with this girl, he's like, you know, 
I wanted to, you know, it came, different things came up in conversation and I wanted to share stuff with her to really just like get out there. He's like, and I shouldn't have done it. He's like, you know, I admit that. Um, but you know, I, and I, I agree. I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't tell my husband all that stuff that I talk about with girls. Cause one, like you said, he doesn't care. <laughs> and two, he also is kind of like, well, okay. Why? Like, why are you, right? why are you guys even talking about it? And then I'm like, oh, I'm getting mad. Like you don't exactly. get it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, you know, he just kind of rolls his eyes about stuff and then I'm get offended. But <laughs> I think maybe because Austin was trying so hard to like win Madison over again and knowing that she does not like Shep and feeling like Shep was always after their relationship, trying to break them up, which he always was. Um, Maybe Austin was trying to just kind of get on her good graces a little bit, you know, and I think we're all probably guilty of that. And at some point you feel like you want to share something with somebody to make you guys even closer or she um, could have said, tell me something about Shep. If you love me so much and it's that's I'm more important than Shep, give me, tell me one of his secrets. Yeah. I mean, never it, told anybody else. That's right. It could be anything. I mean, you it know? Could, and, yeah, it could be anything. So, and, and so, and Austin kind of owned up to it and said, you know, it didn't. And I appreciate that Madison went to Danny and Shep in the episode and yeah. she apologized to both of them. She even apologized yeah. to Shep saying, look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it one time only I'm disappointed in myself. And I'm sorry that I said that, you yeah. know, and I genuinely believe that she was sorry that she said it. Yeah. But she even said, she was like, I was so fired up at everything that this was the only ammunition I had to kind of come back at you. Yeah. Um, you know, and Shep's a harsh person to talk to. I feel like if you're not on Shep's good side, then he's going to be ragging on you constantly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, long story short, I I know that Madison is at the reunion. Um, so I guess she'll come out like, you know, one of the guests or whatever that comes out every once in a while. Yeah. So hopefully we will find out more because I will be tuned in. Oh, yeah. Hopefully Absolutely. Ashley doesn't make an appearance this year. We're done with her. Oh gosh, I'm so over her. I'm done. I'm done with her. Hey, this is Moose from I'm with the band. Interested in promoting your business to an online audience? Your ad could be right here. Consider advertising on the Mesh Podcast Network. Head over to the mesh.tv for details. Real quickly, we we won't talk too much about it because you're not necessarily called up, but we did discuss Beverly Hills 90210, yes. the 90210 reboot that happened uh, last week, first week. Give me your quick uh, impression of what you thought. Okay, so I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I did not know when you we were talking about it before, I hadn't seen anything about it other than Beverly Hills 90210, the reboot. You know, I hadn't really paid attention to sport, to any teasers or anything. So I honestly thought it was going to be a show like them all together, almost like documentary style, talking about rebooting the show. And I was like, I'll watch it, but I don't know. But this is actually like a a sitcom, almost a dramedy Mm -hmm. about them getting back together with them playing themselves somewhat. Heightened versions of themselves. That's what they keep saying. What type of, what would you say? Heightened versions. Heightened versions of themselves with obviously different spouses. Yeah. Yeah. About doing the reboot of the show that they've all made famous and became known for. 
So in that, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty clever and pretty doggone funny. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I was going to be disappointed at first because I really thought the only allusion to Luke Perry was going to be that little, we're not all here at the beginning and little the little moment in the plane helped a little bit but like a toast to him yeah, yeah. I was like okay because at first I thought they can't just leave it like that like nobody at the Q&A is saying anything mm-hmm. so it's all just weird <laughs> like, yeah like something something needs to be there's a huge elephant in the room and no one's talking about it I too thoroughly enjoyed it I didn't know if I would or not. I knew the premise. I knew that they were going to be heightened versions of themselves. I knew that some of it was going to be real, like their names. You know, it, it is Tori Spelling and she yeah. is the daughter of Aaron Spelling <laughs> in the show, in the this reboot. You know, she is Tori Spelling, yeah. but she's not married to Dean. She does have a lot of kids, <laughs> you know, but. You and they know, did a reality show. They did a reality show, right. So there is snippets which i just think is brilliant yeah um of of the you know the parts of them and i watched again andy cohen interviewed jenny garth and tori spelling um about the show and they kind of kept referring to its heightened versions of ourselves yeah and they said you know it'll be interesting for people to see or maybe pick up on which parts are true and which aren't um you know, they alluded to in the first episode that Tori Spelling lost her virginity to Brian Austin Green. I know. And they all say, oh, on the show. And she's like, uh, you know, life imitates art. And so we don't know if that's true right. or not, but maybe it is. You know, I could easily see some of the truths. Jenny Garth is going through the third divorce on the show. But, you know, in real life, she had a very public divorce and, um, you know, in this reboot, she hates the fact that everybody thinks of her as Kelly, Kelly Taylor. Yeah. I bet that's probably true in real life. You know, yeah. she also doesn't get along with Jason Priestley because she's got some sort of anger towards him. You know, is that true? Ian Ziering is doing a rebranding of himself and he's always trying to get his brand in the public eye, which I totally get because... You haven't seen it, but in this most recent episode, the second one that happened, they're signing autographs mm-hmm. and he's signing a Sharknado, or Sharknado okay. poster. I was going to say, I need there to be a Sharknado reference. And I love that. It was like, super brief. Nobody said anything about it, but he was signing that poster <laughs> and he like holds it up to the fans and was like, Hey, Hey, you know? So I feel like there's jabs to all of it like there are definitely jabs and I love it I'm so here for it I love that we're like the same age as them sort of you know and I mean roughly in real life so that the things they're going through granted they're stars and stuff but I mean they're dealing with real life stuff in this I love that I think it's funny to see them all have little different personality quirks than we actually saw on the show and I love that there's references back to the old 9210 days because, because I mean, the first three minutes of the show, they referenced, you know, um, uh, the what's the bit. color me bad yeah. was played on the jukebox and all this stuff. I loved it. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. They I talked about say. exchanging an egg, you know, I mean, come on. Oh, when they yeah. talked going into the nightclub thing. I mean, that was brilliant, you know, so good for them. I'm excited to see. 
it's only supposed to be six episodes. Like, I wonder if people are going to want more. I I think, yeah, I hope they will. I will say the only person that I kept going back and forth on between their real life persona and their 90210 persona was Brian Austin Green and David Silver. (laughs) Yeah. Because I kept thinking he's married to a recording artist yeah he was must have been her producer oh wait no that's david, <laughs> that's, david that's, right. that's not brian i kept like finding myself going oh crap like is david green married to this lady or is it brian austin green no it's brian yeah. austin green okay. yeah that's the I, only one i had trouble with because of the whole music thing yes and i i'm yeah i'm anxious for you to watch this next episode because they you know um they get a little bit deeper on some of those too. And it's kind of funny to like see some of their relationships are a little bit more, Um, you know, just for reference, I looked this up um, because I was just curious, you know, because this isn't really a reboot, but it's a a flashback or something. Right. Okay. It's something I can't, I don't know what this is, but I like it. I do too. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about how reboots have been all the craze lately and, you know, what is, what is it worth or whatever. Um, so I did see that every actor from the cast is making $70,000 an episode. Okay. Okay. Um, so with each of those episodes that equals up to $420,000 for the six episode season, not a bad payday, not too shabby. Um, just to give you a, a reference though, Will and Grace reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, each main character on Will and Grace received $250,000 per episode. Oh, wow. Um, and then in seasons two and three of that reboot, um, it's been bounced up to $350,000. So oh. in reality, I mean, when it comes down to it, they're not getting nearly as much as these other ones were. Um, Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling are, uh, creators of the series. So they get $15,000 extra an episode. And Jason Priestley is, um, making another $45,000 for directing one of the episodes. Um, so, but you know, it's, I'm just curious to see what happens next. Cause now I've already seen two episodes and I'm like already a little upset that there's only going to be four more. <laughs> I know. And I've actually, you have friends who are like, I love this new Beverly Hills. I'm like, I know. I really, really think that it's just right for our age. Oh yeah. Um, Anybody younger than us that did not watch it on the original go. uh, I, and I know for a fact, because those same people that I talked about earlier that I follow on Instagram on their stories and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, none of them get it. They don't understand. They were confused. Yeah. Um, so all these social media influencers and stuff that are out there and a lot of them that are trying to give reviews on this show, I think it's funny because they're all like, I had such a hard time following it. I didn't understand it. And I'm all like, it was brilliant. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> I think it's for us. It's not for you. It's for us. It's not. It's totally for us. It's totally for anybody that watched it on the original run. You know, it's just... I mean, I thought it was very well done. I was very impressed. Now we see that Jason Priestley's girlfriend, who was like the troubled youth, is is on it. I want to know if Tiffany Thiessen and Vanessa Marcel are mm-hmm. going to make appearances. 
I am anxious as well. Uh, <laughs> yes, Emily Valentine. Emily Valentine, that was her name. Yes, yes. Um, she shows up in episode two. And it's funny when she walks in the room, it's funny because uh, I and Zeering actually was like, oh, holy Emily Valentine. You know, like <laughs> it's very like they're all their reactions are priceless on it. You know, it's just like, oh, hey, you know? <laughs> I I loved it. Um, so, yeah, I'm anxious to see who else shows up as well if they make any little appearances. So, yeah, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to watch the whole thing and I'm going to cross my fingers that there's more to come because yes. I don't think I'm done with them yet. No, I, they, they've got me interested. They pulled me back in. Yeah. I can't pull it away from me now. Definitely. I'm anxious to see Shannon Doherty on it again to see how that whole interaction goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. She um, she has a little bit more screen time in the second episode, but I think by about the third, I think the third episode, she's going to be hot and heavy in it. So, so let me know whenever you watch the second episode okay. and let me know what you think. I'm anxious to hear about that. All right. So in closing, we typically would talk about some royal news. But I'm going to change that up today because, you know, I'm still not on the Megan train. I know you are and I'm not. (laughs) Um, But in somewhat royal news, very, very excited because The Crown is coming back for season three and they have a release date. Have you watched The Crown on Netflix? No. (gasps) Jeanette. I know. I think I saw two episodes of the first season. I'm disappointed. I'm just I keep hearing how good it is. I'm gonna try to watch it. I've got it, you know. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay. And you know what blows my mind is that this a lot of this stuff apparently was taken from insiders and you know, people that have um been inside the palace and stuff for all these years, right? Mm-hmm. And um books and history notes and everything else. I know there's more, but <clears throat> the relationship of Philip and Elizabeth is fascinating to me. Um, and this show, I mean, which it's on Netflix, The Crown, this show really dives into like how that is and it blows my mind. And, you know, there's a lot of background, which we've all heard about before, if you've done any sort of royal reading, I guess. But, you know, Philip had a hard time being the man that stood behind his wife, right? Like that age range, that's, that's not what you did. The husband was in front and she's the queen. So he had to answer to her as his queen and his wife. And um, he had a real hard time with that. But there's even one episode, Jeanette, this is a tidbit. Okay. (laughs) There's one episode where he kind of calls her out on it. And he makes reference of getting on her knees. Oh. And they show a clip of her like kissing him and then squatting down and then they shut the door and you're like, what? Queen Elizabeth. I know. And it is fascinating, but the history, the actors are brilliant. It is, it is really, really good. Really good. I really, really want you to watch it. (laughs) I will, I will give it a go. So season three comes out on November 17th. It is where Olivia Coleman now takes over the role as the queen. So we have Claire Foy in the first two episodes or seasons, excuse me. And she did a fantastic job. 
And now obviously time has gone by. And so they've kind of are skipping ahead. And now Olivia um, Coleman will take over that role. And she, she is supposed to be wonderful in it. So everyone stay tuned for that because when that comes out, Jeanette, I'd like you to just catch up just a little bit, watch a little bit more, give it a couple more episodes. Okay. It's wonderful. And then it really will, I think, help your um, love for the Royal family. But in other British news, I don't even know if you watch this either. Do you watch Downton Abbey? No, never seen it. What? God, I feel like I don't even know you. I Who know. are you and why are we friends? I don't know. I keep hearing about all these shows that I just, I need to watch them. It was the whole PBS thing. I forgot it was on, I forgot that it was an actual channel. <laughs> like, I know. I know. <laughs> that doesn't display like Sesame Street, right? Right, right. Um, I had a hard time with Downton Abbey at first too, because I didn't really want to watch it. I kept thinking I didn't need to watch it, but then somebody convinced me and then I was hooked and then I was obsessed and it was fantastic, but we're getting closer and closer to the Downton Abbey movie release date, which is a basically a, a pick right up where they left off from the series. Um, it's going to come to theaters only in September, mid September, I think. And, um, so I'm counting down the days for that. But they've released a couple trailers and, oh my gosh, my royal love will be very fulfilled this fall. And I'm happy to report it has nothing to do with Meghan Markle. (laughs) Okay. I mean, she's out of the limelight right now. I'm kind of eh on her right now. We'll see. She's a troublemaker, Jeanette. She is disruptive. How? What is she doing? She just had a baby. Yes, that she named Archie. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. We're, we know her. for sure it's not Archibald, right? Yes. Okay. And, and you know, I don't like that there's a wedge between the boys now. And I don't like that that they all four can't hang out. That's what's in my picture perfect royal family. And I don't like it now. So is it maybe because, and again, I've watched, this came from Megan and Harry, like the Lifetime movie. Right. The second one, after the wedding. Just clearly <laughs> facts. The first one. Lisa, it's got to be based on facts. So 100% researched and news <laughs> fact-checked and everything. But they alluded to that. And I think it was some of the things that she she and her family did or said just how she wanted to push the envelope a little bit and you know with the cookbook and having pictures the pick cover of the the book and her family drama if there was a scene where William went to Harry and said I'm going to be king one day he's you know granny is 90 something father is pa is in his 70s I'm going to be king one of these days I cannot always associate I know what it was okay he's like basically we say this I could not associate myself and get into political things and have to always come out with statements about what was meant to be said so I think it's best if we just have separate staff and houses so that you're seen as an entity with your wife and I've seen as one doesn't mean that we're not together but just as future king keeping that it's a very old tradition it's a very old establishment i can't be the one who ruins that sure so because it was during that you know where they all have that pan that four panel talk where 
Kate yes. was still pregnant. They were still, Megan was still the fiance at that point. Yes. And Megan brought up the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be, stay out of politics. And then yeah. Megan's dad brought up about what he felt Harry said about, you know, Trump and all that. In this movie, it alluded to saying, I cannot be involved in that, those type of things. Right. So we have to separate if that's the road you two are going to keep going down. And Harry was upset, but he was kind of like, I get it. Right. I don't know if that's true, but it makes sure. Sense. Right. No. And that does make sense. I get that. I mean, I, I genuinely do. Yeah. I just don't like it. I know. It's just, I mean, because we've always seen these two together, you know, I mean, the two boys have been just so, but I, I mean, like, I love it. 30s. <laughs> we've got to let them have families. Yeah. But and you know, I mean, the uncle running around after the kids all the time. Absolutely. But, you know, I would love for it to not come across, I guess. Then that's the way that, you know, I wish it was, it's kind of like, um, uh, maybe the Shep Rose situation or the Whitney, the Whitney situation. That's it. You know, Hey, you know, just kind of come out and say like, Hey, look, you know, like we all, you know, we, we, uh, we respect the fact that he's going to be King. And, you know, I mean, he's got a little bit more royal duty. I'd almost love them to be a little like cheeky about it and say something like, yeah, so we're just going to go and like have a little more relaxed fun. Cause I don't have to worry about being King, you know what I mean? I, I know they can't say that necessarily, but I would love for that to almost be alluded to like, oh yeah, like, I mean, I'm totally cool. Like we're all cool together, but yeah, you're not going to see us together as much anymore because, you know, it's getting close to the time he could be king any day, honestly. Like we've talked about that, you know, I mean, um, Charles, I mean, he's in his late 70 or his early 70, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he could, I mean, he's still got years on him, but not that much in 30 or so years william will be king by the time he's in his 50s or 60s he should probably be king absolutely he's still fairly young yeah yeah and so it's very it's just i get that part but let's 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 all talk about it you know i mean if y'all are going to be out there trying to push the envelope a little bit harry and megan then push it but instead it kind of looks like harry's kind of holding the royalness down and she's over here kind of being like screw you I'm I'm gonna act this way and I just I feel like she's I feel like she doesn't I don't know I just feel like sometimes she's doing it almost on purpose so like just trying to kind of push it oh because I can you know and I want there's there's a difference between being a change maker and then like forcing change yeah you know I mean you can stand for your beliefs and do all this but sometimes there's other ways to approach it i guess um without being like forceful yeah so more about them later i'm sure it'll happen soon enough she'll be pregnant again really really soon well i mean she is 37 yeah 38 yeah i think she'll be pregnant real soon uh do you think william and kate are done with kids i would think so she's got pretty tough pregnancies right I, I, that's what I've heard. Yeah. From our friends when we've been texting with Kate. I mean, I'm sure if they wanted to have another one, sure. Why not? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like there might be one more in them, you think? but 
Yeah, I feel like there might be one more. I I think they maybe should stop. I think that's plenty, but it's <laughs> I think they maybe have one more in them. But definitely Megan will get pregnant again soon. Yeah. Um but you know they are all about um was it them that I heard about? They were about overpopulating the earth. Hey. Once again, oversources. <laughs> yeah. It's enough resources for children. I was like, okay. Well, they've put uh they've they've whisked Archie off to Ibiza. That's where oh, they are right now. Well, okay. Yes. They're Do on you know what I see vacation. for them? I see adoption. Oh yeah, totally. Again, totally nothing against adoption because I've even considered at one point myself, but it's kind of one of these like, oh, Megan, we see you, we get you. Like, but she is older. She is absolutely. So, you know? I mean, and we don't know what her pregnancy was like, but that's right. So it, it you know, it's always can she have another one? You know, that's yeah. not always guaranteed. True. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've always seen Harry, even without Megan, but yeah. especially now with Megan, I've always, as much time as he spends in Africa, yes, I've always seen him adopting an African orphan. I I see that too, and he's he's way more Diana, yeah, you know, about all that, which yeah. I'm totally cool with. I love that about him, you know. Right. <laughs> or but, they'll have um, another one and still adopt. I mean, I don't know that adoptions in his future, but you know, we'll you see. know, it, I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. No, I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if they said, hey. This yeah. Is what doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. But either way, no matter which way it is, something will happen soon, I believe. Yeah. You know, that yeah. whole, they're spending like almost a whole year in Africa, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were, at least a they few were, months. yeah. If, if you'd get on Instagram, you'll see that they actually have a Instagram page that they update themselves. Okay. It's I like am on Instagram. I just have to check it. Ugh. Get in the habits. Start your habits. Okay. All right. All right. So um, that's all I got. All that's right. all I've got. Those were the things that were pressing. And I know it's all about TV stuff, but this was stuff that was important. Very important. By God, Shep Rose discussion is important. And I need to know what's going to happen there. Yeah. Julie Chen Moonves needs to be addressed. And she was. She was given justice by us. Um, and you know, clearly, clearly Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, yeah. It's all anybody can talk about in my world. That's right. Deserve worthy of discussion. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, thanks so much for listening to Chick Chat and letting us vent a little bit about some of the drama happening in our reality shows. Um, We'll be coming at you again very soon because we're trying to get on a good system here for doing these shows. Uh, if you have any topics or anything you'd like to discuss, be sure to shoot us a uh, email at info at themesh.tv or you can find us all over social media and shoot me a message on there. Um, and I'll, I'll have my people forward it to me because no, I'm kidding. Obviously, it's just us. We just <laughs> updated ourselves. <laughs> totally us on social media. Um, so give us a shout, like us, follow us, whatever it is. And, um, maybe we can have a good little discussion and let me hear your thoughts on Jack or Julie or Shep or Austin, or if you've watched the crown, like every other normal human being. I know. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, until next time, thanks for listening to Chick Chat on the Mesh.TV. I'm Mary Margaret, that's Jeanette, and we will catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.